0: Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Point. We unpack the objective truth. This blue-chip discussion is co- comes to you with the most utmost efficiency, and we're going to bring it to you today that way. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We have an action-packed show for you today, and we're going to be moving seamlessly from topic to topic at the speed of sound. Look, we, we have the unadorned truth coming at you in rapid succession this is and has become, I, I'm happy to say, in Southeast Pennsylvania, and the Delaware Valley, this has become the oasis of truth for so many of you. And we are appreciative that you've made us your guideposts for the truth seekers everywhere and where, uh, where they turn for, where they turn to an ex, for an explanation to the unexplainable. We also discuss and expose the media malpractice, and we'll be getting to a lot of that today, that occurs every day. I mean, it's just unbelievable how much of that goes on on the propaganda, fake news networks. And uh, it's just unbelievable what we see. And the media malpractice is so apparent and so obvious. Folks, we appreciate you being here with us today in times of political upheaval and turmoil. You've made us your point to come to. We unpack the truth here in a way that does pack a punch. So thanks for being with us. I want to chat a little bit. We got some action-packed show for you here. Uh, what's interesting is Joe Biden and the Democrat anarchists who are destroying our cities. I just want to make a comment on Joe Biden here and and how he seems to be siding with the Democrat anarchists and he's doing that. See, Joe has no idea and no understanding of the future of our country. <laughs> And how our Constitution guarantees life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He, he and the rest of these anarchists and the Democrat Party, they're missing that. But they're not really caring about missing that. That's not their concern. No, their concern is they are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. These people are in a maniac rage. to efface America and American exceptionalism? That my friends, is extremely concerning to me. Look, the institutions that have been taken over by these lunatics, which is our universities, as, as well as, as some, uh, some private industry, well, they, the, the absurd diatribes that are launched against our America First traditions, this is the result of what happens when you indoctrinate and condition the minds of our young people and we're seeing that. I'm thinking what we could do is we can have the American Psychological Association coin a new psychological condition that we here on The Point will call call the Make China Great Again Derangement Syndrome, which some might refer to as Trump Derangement Syndrome, okay? And perhaps we can get the American Psychological Association to perhaps come up with some guidelines for new treatments for this. I don't know. Maybe they'll bring back electric shock therapy or something. Look, folks, we, we, I, I'm amazed here. I'm amazed on this show, and I say this all the time, how Make America Great Again can become fighting words to so many. I'm I'm, I'm really amazed at that, and I don't want to miss that. Look, the Make China Great Again Democrats are inundated with jealousy of others and people who are more able and more competent these people are incredibly jealous of these folks and i don't want to miss that look this jealousy is is casted as wrongful privilege so we're hearing about we're hearing a lot about this and and i just want to i don't want people to miss this okay these lunatics are are twisting the corrupt notion that success and achievement which brings a better life for someone well, they—they're—I they're, guess they're—they're they're convinced that this is ill-gotten, undeserved privilege of some sort. I don't know, folks. Benefits that come from hard work, benefits that come from commitment, and benefits that come from a good education are deserved and not to be confused with something that doesn't last or something that isn't deserved. Look, it's dangerous and ridiculous that these Democrats are enthralled with this dogma. I don't want to miss that. These are the same Democrats who want to prevent school choice for those stuck in failing school districts. Don't miss that either. We've got all these failing school districts that are failing to provide academic achievement for our young people, and these schools continue to get money and continue to get funded, and yet the curriculum in these schools isn't changed, The, 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 the curriculum delivery systems aren't changed. Nothing's changed in these schools other than perhaps lowering test score score standards or redefining what test scores are important to get into colleges. I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're kind of dressing up they're dressing up this disastrous education system that we currently have. They're dressing it up to look like it's something that it isn't. And they're promising to deliver with more tax money, A better education system. I don't want to miss that. These Democrats have taken the best education on planet Earth. I mean, we were top five on the planet, okay, in reading proficiency as well as math proficiency. We were top five on the planet. I mean, all the doctors and all the engineers and all the specialists came from this country. We were top five on planet Earth. And then these Democrats got a hold of it with the Department of Education the Department of Education came in about 1977. Jimmy Carter, the Democrat, brought it in with Democrat senators and, Demo- and Joe Biden being one of those House, House members. It Democrat House and Democrat Senate. But Joe Biden happened to be one of those in the House that brought on the Department of Education. So Joe Biden brings in the Department of Education and, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the mid, in the late 70s and Joe Biden and the Democrats and the rest of the Democrats have succeeded in ruining our education system to the tune of being 35th on planet Earth. Folks, this is the problem we have, and this is why so many of our young people graduate from school unable to compete, unable to achieve anything, unable to have any hope of a future where they can financially provide for themselves. I mean, These children graduate school, they go get jobs, and they can't compete, okay, and it's because they don't have the education they need. They don't have the tools they need. In addition to that, so many people, so many people in our schools, our young people today are suffering from broken families. Again, broken families do not lend the support that a child needs to succeed in a competitive changing world either. So now these children have a double whammy. It's the it's the blown family syndrome. They don't have a family structure that that gives them the support they need and of course they're stuck in failing school systems. Okay? So they get one crack at an education, one crack at a childhood, and all of that goes out the window because Democrats like Joe Biden delivered the Department of Education with the promise and the hope and the promise and the assurances that education would be the best anywhere. Well, folks, all the Department of Education has done is cost the taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And folks, make no mistake about this. The Department of Education, 80% of it, 80% of the cost for the Department of Education goes to administrative costs, administrative overhead. And I mean, that—that that, don't miss that. So all the Department of Education did was create government jobs and bureaucrats needing those government jobs to sustain their own happiness, which is on the taxpayer dime, I might add. And then, of course, those, you know, they're, 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 they're being called upon to provide the, the the tools necessary for our young people to succeed. And they're not. And because they're bureaucrats, they don't efficiently and effectively do very much other than, of course, efficiently and effectively blowing through taxpayer money. They do waste that very, very well. Uh, But notwithstanding, the education is lousy. And Joe Biden and the Democrats who gave us the Department of Education now want to give us another solution, another another solution to improve our education system. Folks, let me just help you. I want to make sure we're clear on this. It is the definition of insanity to in, in, to basically take a solution from someone for a problem that that person gave you in the first place. I mean, that's the definition of insanity. When you're going to take a solution from someone who gave you the problem that they're promising a solution for. And that's the Department of Education and Joe Biden. I want to bring that up because a lot of our listeners may not realize that Joe Biden had a hand in bringing in the Department of Education and thus bringing down our education system from top five on planet Earth to about 35th on planet Earth. And uh, don't miss that, folks. So when we're talking about achieving and accomplishing and, and, and getting things and getting somewhere in this world, in a competitive world, uh, in a changing world, our young people Many of them are graduating without the tools they need to compete. And so you know, basically we're, we're just we're, we're we're in a bad spot now, okay? And many of these people are are that are struggling in life, are looking for solutions. They're looking for scapegoats. Many of them, they don't want to take responsibility for themselves because of the bad situation they're in. They want to blame the state that gave them the problems, but they're angry at the people that ran the state. They're angry at the people that did manage to succeed. And so there is, there's a, they're basically, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're they're not happy about it. And so they're looking for solutions. Make no mistake, folks, the Democrats don't have solutions. Okay. They just have more problems to saddle us with. Okay. And I mean, their prescription for our condition, the Democrats is more government, more bloated bureaucracy more misery, more despair for everyone. Okay, that's what that is, and I mean I, I I tell you, don't miss that, folks. Don't miss that. They call it what what they're saying now is they're calling income redistribution. I think that's interesting. The Democrats are touting the income redistribution. I was watching an old fifties, nineteen fifties noir movie, and uh, there was a an extortionist in the movie who was. Uh, you know, uh, being paid money from the from the victim, if you will, for protection. The extortionist went to the 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 innocent victim, the business owner, on the side of the street, and says, "If you want protection, you pay for it, and uh, I'll make sure that you get your protection." Well, when the when the victim said that is extortion, the extortionist said, "No, that's." That's income redistribution. I thought it was funny. I thought it was worth noting. That's why I brought it up. And uh, I think it's interesting. I, I can't recall the name of the movie, but I remember it from, from months ago that I heard that. And I remember tying that together. And I heard that the income redistribution coming out of the mouth of one of the Democrats that are being paraded across the screens on the, prob- the propaganda as, a, as, a, as an expert. We're going to call them fake experts. Uh, how they're taught touting income redistribution is the solution for all the misery and despair in the inner city, uh, not better education and uh, not better family life. That's they don't want to give credit to that. Well, folks, I mean, don't miss that. Okay, I mean, what what does an extortionist deserve? He deserves to go to jail. He or she deserves to go to jail. Uh, you only get law and order if you if you enforce the law on these people, and I don't want to miss that. Uh, you you need to turn loose in law enforcement, and they'll, and they'll throw these people in jail. And it does. It breaks the back of these lawbreakers. Don't miss that. But anyway, uh, I wanted to chat a little bit, too, about the uh, the government. I want to say the COVID nonsense that's going on that we seem to be seeing everywhere, and I, I, I don't want to miss this either. Uh, what's interesting about this, I think we're like, I don't know, uh, I think it's like week Oh, I want to say it's week uh, 23, somewhere in there, uh, that we've been on this flattening economy effort by the Democrat governor of Pennsylvania and, uh, and basically his incompetent staff, absolutely incompetent staff. Look, the Pennsylvania numbers of infections are increasing along with the testing, which is increasing. I don't want to miss that. However, the death rates and hospitalization rates really aren't increasing at the same rate. We're seeing now that about 4 or 5% of those infected end up in the hospital. It used to be believed, I want to say it was three months ago, it was being touted as 10%. Uh, Don't miss that, okay? But, well, the media malpractice, the the propaganda, they they miss it, of course. They, they they, They don't want to report on the fact that hospitalization rates aren't growing at the same clip that they were in March and April, uh, they don't want to report that. They certainly don't want to report the death rates aren't there as well. They just want to harp on the infections, and they don't report the, the increased testing. At least they don't do it with the emphasis that they do with the infections. Now, there's a there's there's a there's a caveat. I want you to understand this, folks. There's there's a reason. There's a method behind behind their their malpractice here and their deliberate attempt to misinform Pennsylvanians. Okay, they they want to highlight with emphasis the new infections and kind of mention under the breath on the page 15 in the newspaper if you will that they're also increasing the testing. They want to bury that part of the news. But they put it out there on page 15 on a you know and back on the back of the story because they want to be able to say, "Oh, we're we're reporting that but because of the way they shape the story in print or the way they shape the story on the TV screen the way it's all put together and assembled by the by the phony propaganda networks they 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 they're highlighting the infections and there's a reason for that and it's because they want to perpetuate the fear and anxiety that exists in so many of these people don't miss this please don't miss this if you I mean, this is so surreal, folks, and it's, it's I mean, I am absolutely blown away every time I catch these news stories, and, and also every time I try to go to the Pennsylvania Health website to get more information on the COVID, it too seems to be looking to obfuscate facts and general, overgeneralize the successes of things. Uh, uh, basically simplify overgeneralize, generalize or maybe lose them completely in the stories and on the website. They might put them there, but believe me they're not that pro- they're not that prominent on the home page. I mean, you would think something like this if I was to do a, a website, a web page, and I'm not an expert on websites, but let me just say uh, I do find myself being an expert on getting facts and, and truth out of the story. So I'll give it to you this way <clears throat> how, how this expert myself, how I would put this together, I would uh, have a website that would have the total infections and then I would have the total testing and then I would have the total hospitalizations and then I would have the total fatalities. And I would probably put that together in some sort of a, uh, a graph, if you will, so you could see it on a timeline. And then you I would also put the ratios in there as well so you can see them. But in addition to that, I would put total recovers, and I would put all that in there as well. I certainly would be very careful not to confuse real COVID cases with, or I should say COVID fatalities, with people that were, for instance, maybe killed in a car crash that had COVID. I would not count that as a COVID death. Uh, there are things like that that I would make sure did not happen, because again, my goal would not be to instill fear in people, but instead my goal would be to put the facts out there and let people understand. But that's not happening here in Pennsylvania. No, these incompetent leaders of our state, these Democrat leaders of our state, these incompetent Democrat leaders of our state are consistently mishandling this information. The website is is a sham. The whole thing is a 5,000-foot flyover. And it's just overgeneralized with a bunch of stuff. I mean, to my opinion, it's it's just really bad. But don't miss this, folks. I mean, over 50% of all the fatalities in this country happened in Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Almost 50% of all the fatalities, I should say over, like 52%, of all the fatalities in this country happened in those four states. Why is that? You got to ask the question because I'm, I'm going to ask the question and of course then I'll give you the exact answer so that you'll then have the exact answer with the question that I provide. The reason that those four states compile 52 or so percent of all the fatalities in this country is because they were putting They were putting recovering COVID patients that were in nursing homes that went to the hospital for treatment. They were putting them back into the nursing home. They were recovering and they were stable, but they put them back. In other words, recovering and stable. Yes. Also able to spread more infection. Yes. So they put these people back in the nursing homes where they seeded this virus in these nursing homes and folks, this breaks my heart. If anyone out in within a listening shot of my voice right now, if anyone within an earshot of my voice, anyone hears what I'm saying, that had family members in nursing homes, you understand the desperateness of people in these nursing homes, the absolute desperateness of these people and the desolation that they experience. And not only, I mean, what they look forward to, they look forward to family obviously coming to see them. They also look forward to the, <clears throat> the interactions they have, you know, with the caregivers. But I want to make sure I'm clear on this because I don't want this to be missed. What happened was that they took these people and they put this infection in these nursing homes through these infected people and then they quarantined these nursing homes and they locked these people down into what I would call legal solitary confinement. <laughs> Don't miss that, folks. That that happened. Now, that's very telling to me. But it's also very sad. Very sad because they were able to do this. And who knows why they did it? I mean, I I've heard all the the different reasons why people think that's the way it is. I'll give people the benefit of the doubt that nothing was intentional, but I do believe that their abject failing of the public warrants their immediate removal from office. They should all be removed. Any governor who put these recovering patients of COVID and these nursing homes should be removed from office. I I, I can't imagine that they are still there making decisions for the state. Well, Pennsylvania is one of those four states. Tom Wolf is one of those governors. Mr. Incompetent himself made those decisions. And as I said, the four governors, we had Half um, Half Whitmer in Michigan, and we had Andrew the Pious in New York, and we had we had Mr. Murphy over there in New Jersey, and, and all of them ex- were extremely incompetent, and uh, with their incompetent staff and their incompetent cabinets, and they made some horrible decisions and it cost a lot of lives. But I guess the reason I'm bringing that up is now, I mean, here we are now, We not, everybody's green, and then our governor here in Pennsylvania decides to, to take it back a knots because of the increased infections. Well, again, exercising pure incompetence. I mean, that's what they, what incompetent people do. Don't be surprised when they're incompetent again, okay? Let's not be surprised when they demonstrate further incompetency. So Mr. Governor Tom Wolf is demonstrating more incompetency by thinking that we need to continue to, to uh, peel back uh, some of the privileges and that he gave uh, that, uh, of releasing some of the freedoms to make decisions of the citizens of this state. I mean they're claiming they're they're claiming that they want to preserve the safety of everyone and they they're they're claiming to be able to create I don't know how they can do this scientifically I don't know how they can do this but they want to create and they're trying to create a risk free world a, a world where there is no risk Folks let me help you all understand something everyone on the planet Okay, I should say certainly everyone in this country, but most people on the planet. Let me just say most people on the planet. Most people on the planet are going to get this virus. It's just what's going to be. There's no way we can protect ourselves from this virus. Let's cut the comedy. There's no mask that's 100 percent safe. None of them. I've heard. Uh, I had a discussion with somebody over the over last weekend about the masks, and they said, "Well, they make you safer. They are safer." I said, "Well, yeah, it is. Yep, like it's safer to have the seatbelt on in an airplane. It's certainly safer to not than, than to not have it on." But folks, when that plane crashes, it doesn't matter. Everyone on the plane is going to be a fatality. I think the uh, the seatbelt is 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 good, but it doesn't prevent The result okay of being a casualty of a plane crash if the plane goes down it's the same thing with us in this covid virus the mask makes it a little bit safer for you but the inevitability the inevitability is your people are going to get it they're going to get it that's going to happen and guess what happens folks don't panic please don't panic don't anybody panic because clay's out here telling everybody they're going to get sick with this most of us, 99% of us are going to recover from this. And the other 1% might need help in a hospital. Maybe 2% might need help in a hospital. Maybe even 3%. As we're seeing now in Pennsylvania, I think the hospitalization rate's about 4 or 5% right now. But that's with numbers that I really don't trust. That's with, that's with infection numbers that I really don't trust, okay? But whatever the case is... Uh, even if it's 4%, okay? Most people will end up fine. And then then with the, and we have treatments and therapies now. So you're not having the same fatality rates that we were having 4 months ago. So there's better treatments, there's better therapies that they can come out with. So everything seems to be getting better. And the economy seems to be coming back. But what's happening, and this is this is a very important thing, okay? We've been talking about the Democrats wish-casting gloom and doom on this country. We've been talking about that. Well, I mentioned earlier into the show, as we were talking about what's going on with the, uh, you know, with with why we have this. I mean, what is the result? What's happening from this is obviously the economy has been flat. But because we have the economy coming back, that is concerning the Democrats, Because they have been wish-casting, as fake experts on the news, the the propaganda news, they've been wish-casting gloom and doom, economic despair. And so what's happening now is they're seeing the economy coming back, so now they're trying to instill more gloom and doom and despair on people. They want to bring back the misery index from the 1970s that Jimmy Carter had given us, that Democrat Jimmy Carter gave us back in the 70s, that that misery index that people were suffering from. Well, they're bringing it back right now. So they, <clears throat> Governor Wolf recently just withdrew the privileges of, the, of being green. I guess he took that, now he's throwing in more limitations to this. I guess they're further limiting the seating capacities of restaurants or whatever. Folks, make no mistake about it. Their, their, their goal is not your safety, because the science and the data shows that everyone's likely to get it and recover from it. And those that get it that need hospitalization will be three or four percent of who get it from the data and science we see now. And uh, the recovery rates are going to be very good because of the therapies we have. We mentioned a little bit about hydroxychloroquine and uh, how that's being used and how the Henry Ford, I thought it was interesting because I believe it was uh, in Michigan. There was that uh, I brought it up a couple of weeks ago about the Henry Ford uh, Health, you know, health health center down there in in, uh, in Michigan. They were doing. I'm just trying to pull it up here while I'm chatting with you here. I'm looking for it. You know, it, it there was a uh, it had to. do oh, is the Detroit Free News all right? They had a Henry Ford Health System study that showed the controversial anti-malaria drug hydroxychloroquine is now helping to lower the death rate of COVID-19. So what's interesting is that's not making the news. What's interesting is we see all these the new reports from the fake experts, but nobody's talking about the studies that came out of the recent study that came out of the Henry Ford Health System that showed the controversial, you know, the, they dubbed the controversial. There's nothing controversial about hydroxychloroquine. It's only been around for 65 years, but it's become controversial because Trump touted hydroxychloroquine as a possible therapy. And as soon as he did that back in April, ever after the, after the wheels came off the train, and and everything got derailed on the left. The media completely became unhinged, and they're out there calling Trump a nincompoop and everything else. Well, now, now the Henry Ford Health System study is proving Donald Trump is right, was right all along. We here on The Point were also right all along because we were touting this back in April as a possible treatment Because not because we're smarter than anybody else, but because we were listening to experts that were saying that there were positive results coming from these unofficial studies back in March on hydroxychloroquine, so we were looking at the unofficial studies and and like Trump was and touting the fact that there's there's hope and there's 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 hope and promise in this, and the media kept trying to trash it. Why? Because they wanted to instill fear and they wanted to elevate. The, 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 the threshold that they wanted to elevate, if you will, the, the dial on, on, on fear and anxiety in the public. So they're not reporting this, but there are therapies. And now we're seeing hydroxychloroquine does lower the death rates. So this is going to be better used now. And you're going to see this. I don't want anybody to miss that. But the Democrats seem to be missing that all along. And the, the propaganda seems to be missing that as well. And I just wanted to talk about that because what I'm seeing right now and uh, what we're seeing right now in the, well, in Pennsylvania is they're trying to dial this back. I also want to point out that I think that, you know, Trump wants the schools to open. Now, what I think is delicious on all of this is we've got, an, a, we've got, a I guess, the political party, the Democrats, who claim to be the political party, they claim the mantle and the issues of the suburban women, and guess what? The suburban women are being forced by the Democrat policies to stay home with their children because the Democrats don't want the schools to reopen, even though all the science says it's okay. Look, schools need to open, folks. Donald Trump is saying that schools need to open in full. Kids need a full school day. Now science and data and this is what this is what I find curious and delicious is the democrats who claim to be the followers of science and data are missing the science and data on this the science and data shows that this, there is no risk to anyone with the kids going back teachers or students we know this folks you know how we know because everyone in the western world, world everyone in the western world is opening their schools everyone We're seeing a political game being played, though, and that's the key. See, even though the science is clear, we have the Democrats that want to keep suburban moms at home. They don't want them to go back to work. So to all the suburban moms out there, please understand that Donald Trump is your biggest advocate and crusader, not the Democrats who are trying to keep you home with your kids. They want those children back in school because they know that it's safe and they know that you'd rather be working and uh, they know that you'd rather get your life back and bring things back to normal. They don't want things to be normal. And don't miss that because that's the truth. The Democrats don't want things normal. They they, They want disorder. They want disruption they want dismay. I mean, this is what they want, and uh, they 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 want your life to be in total disarray and disorganized, and just just not normal. And 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 because they feel that that anxiety is going to cause you to vote against Donald Trump, they are putting their politics in front of what they know is best for you. Don't. Miss that, suburban moms. Please don't miss that. Look, the recent pediatric study of 46 pediatric hospitals across the country, okay, have cited that the risk of critical illness for children is far less than the seasonal flu. Now, I'm going to say that again because I don't want anybody to miss this. 46 pediatric hospitals across the country cited a study. They did a study. They said the science is clear. The risk of critical illness for children from COVID going to school is far less than the seasonal flu. Now, we're not keeping kids home for the seasonal flu, are we, folks? Of course not. Unless, of course, if these Democrats get power, maybe that's what they want to do. You see, what's interesting, and I don't want us to miss this, the Democrats are doing this to us now, and they don't have power. They really don't. They got like a little, a little piece of it. They got Congress. Here in Pennsylvania, they have the governorship, but they don't have the Senate and the House. So they only have partial power, yet they're able to instill and do what they're doing now to, to, to strip away our freedoms, to strip away our decisions. Our decision making freedoms, as well as to strip away our, our our ability and our liberty to be where we want, when we want, how long we want, with whomever we want. Okay, that's what I don't want to miss. They want to strip that away from you, that decision making process. They want to tell you that, that your threshold for risk is not your right to make that choice because you have to respect the other person who may have a lower threshold for risk. And so therefore, everyone's going to have the decision made for them by a bureaucrat in Harrisburg here in Pennsylvania or maybe in Washington. The Democrats want to make those decisions for us, folks. The totalitarianism that is in their DNA, that is in the DNA of a Democrat, that totalitarianism, is something that they're looking to do, and they're looking to, in, they're looking to enact. What they're doing now with only partial power is simply a taste of what they would do if they had all power. They would make your decisions for you. They would tell you never to leave the house. They would keep you in your house. They would allow you the flexibility of going to certain places only because they're so wonderful and gracious to us all. Folks, this is what they have planned. They want to trash this economy so badly, ruin businesses, ruin the job market so badly that you will need mother government to bail you out. You will need mother government to pay your rent and your mortgage. You will need mother government to keep you from going under financially. This is what they want. They want you to completely be surgically attached to mother government. And then... And they will provide you with everything that you need, the very minimum of life. They will provide you with the very minimum of life sustenance and the minimum of enjoyment. I mean, you will have the bare essentials to survive with, folks. And you'll vote for them because, after all, anybody else wants to take it away from you. So they've ruined everything. Look at Venezuela. This is what I don't want to miss. When the totalitarians took over Venezuela... Everything changed. I mean, they started, everything changed. The socialism came in, the jobs and the companies left. The people with money did not invest any longer in companies. So the investments stopped. And as the investments stopped, those that were able to make investments, well, they kept their money. They weren't, they didn't lose it. But because they weren't making investments in the community with businesses, people weren't benefiting with paychecks, and so the result is no jobs, and you need the government to give you the handouts. This is the way it is when mother government takes over completely, and this is what the Democrats want because it puts them in power. I revert everyone to that, to that. Uh, I want to say it was the George Orwell animal farm and I I want to revert everybody to that because it really is I mean that that is truly where I think this, this comes down to and we're seeing this we're seeing that these people want to put us into a place where you need them for everything they they promise us a better future they promise us they promise us something better But as in the book Animal Farm from George Orwell, the Marxist extremists that came into power brought nothing but a brutal dictatorship, like in Orwell's description, the former Soviet Union, which brought an end to their way of life. What's interesting on all of this, it was all based on a central decree, if you will, that all animals are equal. And that basically, uh, we're going to have a better way of life and a better society if we adopt new a new constitution. And there, in the book Animal Animal Farm, it was seven commandments of animalism. But make a long story short, how it all ended up was they were all much worse off than others. They were all much worse off than they were before, and they all ended up worse off. And again. the the, the saying that the the decree at the end of the the book is all animals are equal, just some are more equal than others. So those with more privilege would be the ones in front of you, not just in in line for health care, but also in line for everything else. And uh, you would have to take the crumbs that they're offering you. Look, this is what the Democrats want for all of us. This is what's Part of what they have in store You know I look at the Democrat Agenda and I see it and Joe Biden I mean they don't have a policy I mean anything that they want to talk about Any economic whatever policy That they claim to have I mean look Their vision The American left's Vision became an anti-American Vision Joe Biden has an anti-American Vision a make China great Again vision that's what they have He calls it a promise of transforming America. He promises to transform this country. And I I don't want to miss that because that's what these people want. They want to launch a full-scale assault on everyone. They want to take away our Second Amendment rights. They want to make living in the suburbs not not possible anymore. They They want to change the lives of everyone. They want to defund the police. They want to defund ICE, they want to defund our military, they want to give us a weaker military, they want to ruin the economy to make it impossible to build up the military without going into further debt as a country. They want to shut down religious liberty, they want to challenge private property rights, they want to subsidize abortions, Joe Biden wants to do all that folks. And if that wasn't enough of bad ideas that he has here, he also wants to to eliminate private health care. Now, now it's interesting because now he's saying, no, he doesn't want to eliminate private health care. You know, he's saying that he doesn't say it like that. How he says it is, I don't want Medicare for all. Okay, well, that's Joe Biden today. I want everyone to go back, rewind everything to the first, second and third debates on the Democrat primary process where Joe Biden was the, the crying that he wants Medicare for all, that it's a right of every citizen to have Medicare. Okay, so which Joe Biden is lying? Is it the Joe Biden in the primaries, or you know, a few months ago, or is it the Joe Biden today? Which Joe Biden is lying to the American public? Please, somebody help me. Please, somebody help me. But anyway... He wants to eliminate private health care. That's what he said, and I'm going to hold him to that. I don't care what he says now. I know what he said prior, and nobody changes their mind like that unless it's a convenient lie, and I think he's lying. I think he's lying now. So the answer to my question is, was he lying then or is he lying now? I think he's lying now. They want to ban efficient, effective fuels. This is interesting as well. They want to bring in the Green New Deal. He's already talking about having no efficient fuels in this country by the year 2035. So he wants to prevent efficient, effective fuels from being able to be used in this country in the next 13 years, 14 years. Now, he doesn't say that like that. Of course, the media malpractice that goes on, too. You don't hear those questioning. You don't you don't hear those questions coming from Joe Biden. What's interesting is how they cloister off Joe Biden, how they keep Joe Biden from the news. It's interesting how they do that. No cross-examining questions, no. Joe Biden simply makes a statement from a teleprompter where he can look at his best. The reality is, folks, he's nearly 80 years old. He has the onset, I believe, of something going on, but perhaps, perhaps dementia, I don't know, but he's got something going on. He's got the onset of a problem. It's obvious. And, you know, what's interesting is that the polls that say that he's up 10, 12 points. Well, there are also the polls that say over half the population believes he can never, ever debate Donald Trump. So which is it? Because the people that believe he can, 54% of this country believes he cannot debate Donald Trump. So now, if I was to ask you which poll is accurate, in other words, I mean, I should say, if I was to ask you about the inconsistency in the polling and how would you feel about a poll that showed those direct inconsistencies, in other words, the polling of people, 54% of the population believing he cannot directly compete with Donald Trump in a debate, but the same polling shows him beating Donald Trump in the presidential election. Which, I mean, honestly, that's why I don't believe the polls, because what's interesting is when you get some of this information, you glean it out, and you realize they're just trying to, they're not not trying to report public opinion, they're trying to shape public opinion, folks, that's what they're doing. They're trying to shape public opinion, that's what the polls are all about. But again, nobody's asking him these cross-examining questions, so Joe Biden's out there wanting to ban efficient effective fuels by the year 2035, I believe. But no one's asking him that question. But I'm sure Donald Trump will make sure that they present that. He'll present that hard hitting question. And it's going to be interesting listening to Joe Biden as he sounds like Fred Flintstone, yabba dabba doing outside of that question, trying to get out of it. He'll sound like Fred Flintstone, a Barney Rubble trying to get out of that. Folks, Joe Biden wants to stack the Supreme Court. If you don't believe that, then just go back to the debates. Everything I'm mentioning here, by the way, is. It was gleaned from the early debates, from the debates that they had. The Democrats had the debates when Joe Biden was touting that he wants to promote the elimination of efficient, effective fuels by 2035. I guess he didn't say 2035 back then, but he says we need to work on getting rid of uh, the fossil fuels, as he calls them. I just call them efficient, effective fuels. So I'm going to call them efficient, effective fuels. I'll let Joe Biden call them fossil fuels, however you want to call them. Folks, it is truly fossil fuels are the effective, efficient fuels of the day. That's what they are. They're effective, efficient fuels. And Joe Biden wants to eliminate them by 2035. Now, what does that mean? I just want to highlight what that means very quickly. What that means is no more cars, no more airplanes, cold houses in the winter, warm houses in the summer, uh, extremely high costs from everything, from a swimming pool to a bottle of water, from a gallon of gas to a quart of oil. I mean, I, I, everything will cost more with e- with efficient, effective fuels being banned. And of course, this country cannot compete with the other countries, which, by the way, Joe Biden will make sure keep and preserve their favored nation status. I mean, he, he worked to give China favored nation status, folks. Not us, of course. No, no, no. We don't get favored nation status, but they do. So what that means is, countries that have favored nation status, or 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 reserved for the developing countries, if you will, so they don't have to come, They don't have to adhere to these to the elimination of of effective, efficient fuels. So they can continue to use the effective, efficient fuels. while we, on the other hand, are forced to use ineffective, inefficient fuels. That's going to raise the cost of doing business in this country. That'll raise the cost of manufacturing this country. That'll raise the cost of every American. That'll wipe out the middle class. But it will, though, it will create jobs in China and other countries around the world. So when I say the make China great again, Joe Biden, and the make China great again and everyone else great again, Democrat Party, that's what I mean. Their support of policies that will Hurt us and help them means that they want jobs there, not here. Now, folks, I know it sounds like it's from the fifth dimension but because, well, folks, it is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And, and, and I mean, I'm trying to unpack and I believe I've done it very, very well. I'm trying to explain and unpack the unexplainable, and I think I've gotten it pretty down, pretty good. I, I think you're going to be getting a very clear view of the twisted, and I mean absolutely twisted viewpoints of the liberal, Democrat, Marxist left, Joe Biden and his cohorts. Now, getting past the the, the getting past these efficient, uh, effective fuels that they want to ban, I also want to talk about how they want to stack the Supreme Court. Now, what does that mean? Well, right now we have nine justices. Likely the next president will get to appoint one, maybe two of those justices. Well, they could keep nine justices, but they can also expand the Supreme Court to 15 judges or whatever, 19, whatever they want to do. And when they expand it, then they, because Joe Biden would, of course, be president in their mind, in in their twisted fifth dimensional world. Joe Biden becomes the president and some miraculous happening that I just don't see happening. And uh, he says, "Okay, to Congress, you know, the Democrats take over Congress and the Senate. And then then they say, let's stack the court. Let's expand the court to 19 new judges and let's appoint a bunch of activists. So they'll appoint 10 activists. As well as, you know, maybe one of the retiring judges like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So now you've got 11 appointments on the Supreme Court. Of which, like, I believe it would be 13 of those 19 would be liberal Marxist judges. No, it would be even more than that. 14 of them would be liberal Marxist judges and five would not be. Gee, I wonder what they would have in store for us then. You would actually find, like you're seeing here in Pennsylvania, an activist Supreme Court that will overrule the protections if you will of our civil rights and what i mean by that is when the overreaching government wants to take away your civil rights the only course you have is to go to the courts that's all you got that's all you have well when the courts are stacked with a bunch of activists that are going to support those 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 activists anarchists that are now governor and you know and and, and the state representatives they're going to take away your rights. It's going to be substantiated by those activist judges, and you've got nowhere to go with your with your claim. All you can do is take it. Folks, this is what they have in store for us. When I say this is like, this is like the bitter end for all of us, this is going to be a really horrible place if these people ever get power. We can never let that happen. I mean, we just can't let that happen. You know, what's interesting is they want to eliminate the, the electoral college, and I don't want to miss that either because – the Electoral College is to me the very clear evidence that we are God touched in this country. Is a blessing of God. That the evidence of that is the Electoral College. Don't miss that. Because the Electoral College was nowhere on planet Earth before it came here. It was only an idea on paper. And God put it in the heads of these country of this country's founders. So when you hear these people when you hear these people coming out of college, okay, and they're talking about how this nation and this traditions are toxic, okay, and that we're 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 inherently marked, you know, we're inherently marked by by dominance and aggression, and and therefore, as a whole, this country and its traditions are harmful. When you hear these these anti-Americans make those twisted claims, folks. I want you to remember that God breathed into the minds of our founding fathers the idea of the Electoral College. That is evidence to me that God's got his hand on this country, and that's evidence to me that God is still in charge, and obviously I'm happy to say that. Folks, we've got to understand that as a country, as a nation, we have nowhere to go these Democrats want, they just want to ruin our lives. And not only with getting rid of the Electoral College to rig the elections, they want to allow vote harvesting. They want open borders. They want everyone who's illegal or legal, that, that, in other words, no value to being a citizen. They want everyone to vote. They want to rig the system to completely ruin, ruin this country's Special place, if you will, in history. They want to take that away. They want to change this country forever. You know, I I, I don't know how else to say it, but I, I think the best way to say is we can't let that happen. Our commander in chief, our Gideon with a sword is Donald Trump. He's fighting this battle for us. And the one that's trying to pick up the mantle for them is someone pushing 80 years old and looks like he's 100 and who can't compile five sentences in a row and someone who, if he gets off the teleprompter, absolutely loses his train of thought very quickly. And I'm not saying that happily. I feel sorry for people that lose their mental faculties. But one thing that we have to understand is that people that lose their mental faculties or within five years of going completely off the deep end, mentally, they should never be president of the United States. We can't let this happen because the people that will be controlling this country is not going to be the person with the weak mind. It's going to be the persons around that person. It'll be the vice president. It'll be a lot of the deep state players. This, a move, a vote for Joe Biden will be a vote to empower and enrich and entrench a deep state that will never let go of their power, and they'll do everything they can to make sure that they hang on to power going forward. That's their plan. That's their plan. We can't let that happen. The polls, look, let me help you here. There was a recent poll, and I want to bring this up here, so bear with me. I only have a couple of minutes to go here, but I do want to bring this up. There was a uh, recent polling that comes down that talks about a polling data and I, I think I want to I highlight it because it does, it talks about Trump doing better uh, with the uh, evangelicals and so forth. I believe that showed 90% of evangelicals supporting the president, 90, 95% of evangelicals. We know that 90, 95% of Republicans are going to support him. I mean, there, there are, I mean, there's tracking reports that are being done by, I want to say more reputable polling outfits that seem to, to get it right a little bit better than the others, but Rasmussen is one of the better ones, and they show Donald Trump about you know about fifty percent again, forty-eight percent on a tracking poll. But what's significant about all of that is that he's even with Barack Hussein Obama for twenty twelve. And so when you think that he's going to lose, just remember that he's in a he's very similar to where Barack Hussein Obama was in twenty twelve, who did win handily against another weak opponent, Willard Romney. But I I just want to point that out. I also want to point out the idea that uh, what what happens. I mean, right. I mean, when you're out there, I mean, our Republican committee was out signing up voters, registering voters, as well as uh, handing out Trump signs at a recent sign up event. And uh, I'm not kidding you. When I tell you we had people coming to us, we had two every minute, two people every minute come up to us for almost three hours and say, I want a Trump yard sign, and, and you know I want information on a newsletter, Republican newsletters, anything you can give me that talk about our president, to talk about the Republican Party, and how this country needs to go. Help me understand. Inform me. I'm signing up for it. Two every minute for nearly three hours until we ran out of Trump yard signs and had to pack it up. So I want you to understand, folks, the excitement is out there. They know it, and it's very distressing to them. And that, we'll have to leave it there, okay? Tune in later on today uh, for The Watchmen. we got a really good packed show for you on The Watchmen. We're going to be talking a lot more about the, uh, the events of the day. But anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. We appreciate you being with us today on The Point. Tune in every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL. Well, much of our audience listens to us live on the internet by going to 1180WFYL.com clicking listen live some go to YouTube and believe it or not on YouTube you can search 1180WFYL on YouTube and you can click listen live there others wait for the podcast which our expert producers get up right away and uh, they'll be instantly up right after the show and you can grab that podcast and others do it that way so they can listen at their convenience but if you're in the listening area tune in others do we appreciate it all. That's why we're here, folks. Thanks for being with us today. See you next week on The Point, and see you later today at 4.30 for the show, The Watchmen. I think you're going to enjoy the show today. We've got a lot of good information for you. Ear-catching action that you'll enjoy. I'm Clay Breeze. See you next week. Goodbye for now.